got notes. Finally back. I have oh, zero notes. Oh, you're riffing. Zero, even on the old, um, what's it called? Yeah. And like, it is going to be riff, really, but something annoying happened to me earlier. <laughs> Just started leaving the house. I'll probably mention it on him before it's that frequent, but when I opened the beetroot tin for Zoe, it's like the hardest thing in the world. Right. Like, I'm sure you've done it before. Do you put it under hot water? I probably should, but I feel in the moment if I... I have to like summon the power and then I can do it in one quick thing. Okay. Took me a while and the pressure was so high it was full to the brim I didn't realise. Popped it off all over my, my new t-shirt. Oh no, and it's beetroot. No one Beetroot and it's a grey t-shirt so it's, it's gone. Oh no. Absolutely <laughs> devastating. So there's so many There's so many elements to unpick there. The sort of not doing sensibly with the hot water. Wearing, wearing a brand new t-shirt. The fact it's beetroot which is always... Would you doing it in the sink? Not even on sink, yeah. it went over the surfaces. I think there's lots of areas to, that should have been like alarm bells ringing. I was acting with haste because I needed to leave soon to I get see. here. So it was for the sake of the pod starting on sort of on time. But This could be called the beetroot episode. <laughs> it's okay. How many so, was the t-shirt? Was it the first uh, time? Worn it three times, I reckon. Oh. Freshy. Oh, no. But it's all right. Is it, was it pure beetroot juice or was it sort of... Yeah, it was very, very purple and pink. Yeah. Perhaps you could like tie-dye it in beetroot. I was thinking this, that's an option. Well, try and wash it first, don't just... Yeah. Zoe's already bought another one though. She felt bad because she asked me to open it before I left, so she bought it straight away. Oh, sure. So you didn't need to do that. But it's all right, I'm over it now. <laughs> What's done is done. I'm over it, I just need to put it on my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. The masses can hear it. I'm sure many can relate. Gherkins wouldn't stay, would they? It could have been a gherkin thing, that'd have been nice. But no, the smell perhaps, but you get yeah, smell. strong odour. Um, what number sofa is this? What number? Yeah, how oh, so, wow. many sofas um, have you One, two, I think it's only four. The fourth sofa? Yeah, genuinely it's the fourth sofa. Because you've never sat on your previous one here. This no. Is by far the nicest sofa I think we've done it on. Oh, thanks. I feel the most relaxed ever. <laughs> Considering the earlier incident, I feel good. It's calming me, this this lovely navy number. It's got to be four. Lodge. Your old house, yeah. Our old house. Oh, yeah, true. Our new house, your new house. Yeah. First sofa that is actually owned by any of us, though. Very true. There you go. First ownership <laughs> of a sofa. Although this is on finance, so. Okay, well, part owned. <laughs> I, I will own it at some point in two years' time. <laughs> Where have you been since we last spoke? On Sunday, yeah, not yeah. bad. Or in terms of pop the pop world. Yeah, because in fact, when we did speak on Sunday, it was quite relevant because we spoke of how we were going to do this episode on a sort of half-term report like we did last year. Yes. But discovered that there wasn't much to catch up on, no. really. I wouldn't say. I think there's been specific genres of music that have done quite well. Mm. I think on the whole, possibly not the most interesting. Hey, there's been a lot going on in the world. Probably music hasn't been. Yeah. I think I wonder whether people. I think a lot of people have delayed music and stuff, or probably actually haven't been able to get in the studio and do stuff. There's that, isn't there? Coupled with not knowing if they release an album now, if they'll be able to tour it and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Along with it, so. Especially presumably because artists, especially smaller artists, or like artists that are you know, like one or two albums in, them and their record labels presumably. Like invest in studio time, knowing they'll get that money back from the subsequent touring. That's true. So therefore, record labels might only be putting their money into artists they know will sell, regardless of being able to tour. I agree with that. But some bands have released music. Some have, including an exceptional band. I don't know if we've mentioned them before. I don't think so. The Idols. The Idols. Yeah, they must have 
been really lucky with timing and being able to release the new one, I think. Like, they, they must have finished it just at the right time. Yeah. Which is great. But that's for later. It is. At first, we have to do the only... What's it called? Stable thing. Consistent? No. Yeah. Ever-present. That. <laughs> one of those. The only ever-present segment. Yeah, it is ever-present. Well, to be fair, we probably do it once a session, but not once an episode. Yeah, that's what I reckon, yeah. You could put like a jingly thing in, with like kids and stuff. And now it's time for Records! <laughs> and then have a little... Yeah! Matt, what did you listen to? I listened to um, an album by Bob Dylan called Blood on the Tracks. What good recall. Yeah, I know. It's almost as if I can picture it so clearly in my mind. <laughs> We're talking about the record because I can see it. So I For our audio listeners. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, the record says Bob Dylan Blood on the Tracks in a row. There's no gap between the artist and the album. So So it could actually be an album by Bob. Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. It could be. It's a fake. Or it could be Bob Dylan Blood on by the Tracks. The Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that, which you've been meaning to recommend me for a while... I think it's a very highly regarded sort of blues album, isn't it? Very. Blues I think, I don't, folky. I don't know how much Bob Dylan you'd listened to before. Uh, very little. I, I think lots of people don't really listen to them much, do they? So. But then again, after listening to this a few times, there are a few songs which I did recognise, which I probably heard um, at times. You know, those kind like, that are so recognisable that... Yeah. Yeah, that you, you do pick up on certain melodies, which you're like, okay, yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Um... Overall, it, yeah, it's it's a classic of similar uh, of a similar genre. I've listened to a bit of uh, this guy called Tom Waits, okay. yeah. who equally is sort of poetic uh, and very good at like romanticising things with his voice, even though he doesn't have the greatest voice ever. Uh, but yeah, I was I was blown away by it really. Oh, nice! I, I loved it. It was right up my street. I think I was listening to this Tom Waits guy just before as well. So oh, I was, so it flowed quite nicely. Yeah, it was, it was a good timing on your part. Yeah, there's a couple of songs. The first one I think is Tangled Up in Blue, which was again a classic. Uh, the Jack of Hearts, very like lengthy sort of ballady tune, which is yeah could be written as a poem equally. Very charming. They're all they're all very good. Um, Idiot Wind made me laugh quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's well people who are idiots and he's just going in on them uh, a song called Buckets of Rain I uh, tried to learn on the guitar because it just had such a nice finger oh, nice. thing which I think always resonates with me whenever I hear music like that and the fact that he can sing as well whilst playing these quite intricate things I've, I've massively appreciated it was just, there wasn't a weak track on there at all I expected to really like it which I think helped I went in there are some albums which like when you recommend it it's like this is going to be a a good review is not going to be a yeah you go in with with yeah. uh, an already you know where it should sit buoyant feeling absolutely yeah. uh, and it didn't disappoint at all not in the slightest um, I, I, there's not really much much more to say I will still continue to listen to it my friend funnily enough recommended it to me uh-huh. it didn't record mend but you recommended it uh, Jamie Wilson he's a huge fan uh-huh. as, as a bigger fan as uh, the guy who, JB JB that's it I think Tom Tom prefers because this was JB's uh, album that he liked one of the most in our episode where we did good albums the list the greatest number 10 Um, and Tom's prefers it's like a blurry picture of Bob Dylan not the freewheeling yes is that it? I think so okay I'm sure he's done many good albums either way the freewheeling is Tom's is it the freewheeling? that's Tom's and then JB's was um, 
Yeah, blood on the tracks. Okay. Yeah, I, I picked... Sorry, my friend Jamie, I was saying, he recommended it to me a long time ago and I asked him where to start. And he said, whichever one starts with Tangled Up in Blue, Aha. it happened to be this one. And it's his favourite. I well, think that's his, his favourite. He didn't actually know the name of it. I think it's one of his favourite albums of all time. Yeah, I think... I don't, I don't know why. He must just have listened to it as an album yeah. frequently enough to just not have known it. Yeah, because some people don't know the head. tracks. Yeah, I don't know the tracks of loads of really good albums. Yeah. Album and plus, Blood on the Tracks isn't a track on the album, which I think mm. would be a good reference point normally if there is like a title track. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was magnificent. It's a classic. I can see why it's highly heralded. All, the only reviews I could find were like, you know, classic album reviews, yeah. just hailing how much of a legendary album it is. So so it's a, it's the second Radiohead in a row. Hat going for a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I, I think I know which one I'm going to recommend you as well. Do you reckon it's yeah. a winner as well? Do you have Perhaps it might be, I, this might be just for my ego, or whether it's just because I've been finding lots of like new music. I'm like, oh, I've rewatched. Like, yeah. Get back to listen to this. But I now just only want to recommend you good stuff rather than like <laughs> chart stuff. <laughs> the album I'm going to recommend you, I know you're going to love as well. Okay, that's good though. But I reckon you probably didn't expect Floating Points to be a Radiohead. No, but I knew it'd be up your street because I yeah. knew it was like weird enough and stuff that it would be like it would tick a lot of boxes for you. That's it. Um, well, you, you're on a roll, and they're albums from very different genres. You've gone across the field, so yeah. kudos to you, sir. <laughs> it's it's kudos cool. for me for just choosing <laughs> choosing albums which I know. Yeah, I've never actually listened to them. But it's the only yeah, it's the only Bob Dylan I've listened to as well. Um, okay, and. I want to listen to more of it. I think yeah. some of his more like recent stuff or some of the stuff that came like in the middle period of his career is like not as good. But I suppose that's normal for, you know, it's like it's a bit like we were talking about last time with Bar- uh, David Bowie. Yeah. And like if you've got a career that long, you are going to have missteps or stuff that just doesn't quite work or yeah, stuff exactly. that just isn't creatively quite as, quite as good. But yeah, in the first half of the review of Bowie I think there was maybe one or two albums which were a bit like yeah could go without yeah which well, I mean considering how many he did is great but it would be interesting to see if the same is with Bob I th- Dylan I think it is if you look on like um, the review site album of the year okay I think there's like a whole host okay of albums that are just like because the one that I picked up below below in this uh, antique centre was oh, yeah. called Infidels Oh. I thought I'll, I'll buy it I like that album yeah, I'll buy yeah. this one started listening to it couldn't get into it at all yeah and what, it was probably it 10 years later maybe it was definitely 80s Infidels I think just didn't seem like the same guy it gets 87 on critic score and then 74 on user score oh, okay but for comparison uh, Blood on the Tracks gets 100 on critic score yeah. and 90 on user score oh there you go so relative but yeah there are like there are like missteps like Slow Train Coming which came out only 4 years after Blood on the Tracks okay Get 68 critic score and 62 user score, so like, mm. like loads less. And there's even in 1981, Shot of Love gets not, uh, 49 critic score. So there are lo- there are loads of missteps. Yeah, yeah, actually that yeah, there's actually a so, yeah. host of really <clears throat> crap albums, basically in the 80s. I wonder, as a general rule, you get like a bit of a peak. Yeah, because it's like new stuff, and then they die a bit, and then they become like legendary, and then everything they produce is just always good. Always lifted up yeah. a bit, yeah. That, that could be the way it works. You see it quite a lot with like 90s rap. Nas has released some stuff recently. Yeah. And it's really good. It's getting loads of playtime on Six Music, and I wonder whether he's now reached that peak, or like that, that sort of secondary, like, oh, legendary stuff by Nas, and this is really, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. 
Whereas like the stuff in like the noughties, 10, 15 years after he'd yeah. done his, his uh, Illmatic. I know what you mean. There must be some kind of weird like wave that comes with releasing music later on, especially, yeah, just depending on how trending what people are listening to at the time and like true actually but also bolster your other numbers wouldn't it so it would be slightly misconstrued anyway but so yeah I've I've gone um, Radiohead Amber I think for the second time Uh, I'm going to go with a a 9.2 pretty big a biggie a big boy big bobby Uh, and yeah I think considering how his voice has so much charm as opposed to as opposed to it being like a magnificently wonderful vocals it's more just it's so unique to him and it yeah. works so well with the music that he that he writes it was astounding yeah thank you it's a lovely album thank you so that's that done <laughs> what was your record men's mine was Everyday Robots by Dan Auburn Damon oh maybe Damon I think Damon but it is spelt Daman I think oh is it you Daman is it? Or is it not? No, day one. I'm the man. No, you the man. <laughs> I'm, a... I'm a man. No, you the man. <laughs> Whatever, Jeremy. Um, Damien Auburn. Auburn? Auburn. Yeah, what uh, is Everyday Robot, who is the bloke from Blur yep. and the gorilla creator. He's the bloke. Is the bloke from... <laughs> from Blur. <laughs> Blur. <laughs> Where's that from? It's not anything. It's oh. just because if you call him a bloke... Sounds like you call him a bloke, oh. but from up north. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it works. He's the bloke from bloke. From bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the gorilla. Uh, and, and the gorilla man. With his album, Everyday Robots. It was quite, I found it quite similar in parts to like the national and that sort of quite droney okay. sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite, there were quite nice melodies. I, yeah, we didn't obviously capture the pain that the, mm. um, the national have. Um, a bit more mundane. Yeah, it was. It was a bit more everyday um, and robotic, really. <laughs> um, Nicely done. <laughs> it didn't catch me hugely. I think probably because that's the genre of music I definitely associate with. Yeah, slightly more sort of meaningful, gripping, gripping me in terms of heartstrings and stuff. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed you and me as a track. Yeah, I haven't got loads to say about it. One because I haven't listened to it. For a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. Um, but from my very limited notes. That's as much, yeah. From my memory. Yeah, it, did, it didn't sort of... I said it's a lot, but it didn't sort of put its hands down the front of my trousers. Okay. I'd give it a... A meh. A meh. Go with that. Passive. Yeah, it got uh, 75 on album of the year. The Guardian gave it 80. Pitchfork gave it 70. And Anthony Fantano gave it 50. Okay. Because that's just him being him, isn't it? Middle of the road. Middle of the road. It wasn't uh, rap, so he didn't like it. Probably. True. I, I thought there were a few sort of hip-hoppy elements to it, though, but... Yeah, that Maybe probably, some beats, but that was as far as it really That would presumably come from his gorilla stuff. Yeah. I think I knew I knew it was going to go one of two ways. I knew that it would either be completely... You would click with it, or yes. it would be this. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm glad you gave it a go, though. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm near that. Someone like him... Yeah, you could, like he's obviously incredibly talented and multi. As well, what does he do in Blur? He's the singer, lead singer. Oh, is he? Oh, played okay. probably played piano, guitar. He seems like an all rounder. Ah. But yeah, he was the the front man. Park life. That's him. Yeah, that's <laughs> all, that was basically that's a really good example of what the music sounds like. Park life. A bit. Yeah, that's always been him. I think he's he's yeah, sort of yeah. like the, the guy who puts his hands in his pockets 
most of the day yeah. at school, I feel. I don't think he takes it Smoking behind seriously. the bins. I think he probably did it, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> not really bothered about anything. No, yeah. tie's not, it's not a Windsor knot. No. It's a loose one. You do it the first week of term, and then that'll be it, just on and <laughs> off. Just loosening it, slipping it over his head and back on. Yes, frequently yeah. he has to tuck his shirt in, and then just doesn't. Yeah, wears like really baggy trousers, and the DCs? Oh yeah, definitely DCs. Yeah. Or the bottom of his trousers really chewed up as well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah, um, that's him. So yeah, it was, it was a fine album. I think it will go good amber. Okay, decent. And five point zero. That's middle, literally. Yeah, I need to up my game in terms of my suggestions, <laughs> and I haven't given it any thought. <laughs> Shit. Just give me an album you know I like, then it's good cheated. But you okay, know. I do. I do know one. Just, just. I've just thought of one now, but you, you probably, it probably is cheating a little bit, but. That's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out in rainbows right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like the new version yeah <laughs> out of rainbows <laughs> I knew I knew it was a risky one but hey I've got to, I've got to go you take far more risk than me I'm, I'm very uh, I'll just play it safe oh no I just like inflating my ego it maybe it's time to bring out the big guns hey you did it with Naz and that's that is no that's I true. can't tell you the influence that that has had on me you already have the amount of the amount of money that it's uh cost me oh, sorry, listening just... to that album is... <laughs> I've listened to a, a lot of um, A Tribe Called Quest really fucking good okay again like as we've said many times before a lot of that early 90s hip hop and uh, sort of like jazz hop mm. that's the, that's what I've decided I really, that's the genre of hip hop that I really like and they use a lot of it so it's, it's really really up my street um, okay nice Midnight Marauders which came out in 93 I think I think is a really good album if you want to listen to one okay and there's another one called fuck called something else it's like a black cover with like a red outline of a woman sort of bent over but it'd be okay. very like arty but yeah those two albums um, which came out in 91 and they're both fantastic it was it was definitely a heyday of, of specific music wasn't oh, it like, of that you can literally genre, choose sure. any the class of 92 perhaps mm. part 2 there you go yeah so <laughs> recommends done That's a, that was actually quite a nice way of doing it because I feel like I've had enough time to properly assess that album and I've had too much time if anything, so because <laughs> I can actually just talk about it now. But it was nice. Yeah. I felt like I didn't need notes. I knew what I thought of it. That should hold strong for the rest of the episode, but I don't know. Time will tell. So, sir, what is this episode specifically? It's called... I was trying to think of... What was the... Uh, I know what we should call it. I don't know. Popstar the Idols? Is that, is, was that a programme? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. No, Pop Idol. That was it. That was it. That pop stars the idol. It's pop stars the rivals, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Pop stars the idols. I don't think you can call anyone from that program an idol, to be honest. That would be. Who came out of that? Pop stars the idols. Was it Girls Aloud? I want to say maybe, but I don't know. I know. Oh, pop I would idol be good if that if that was a song. The classic head to head of the the Titans that were Will Young and Gareth Gates. Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting really into that as well. Like I was properly invested. I think a lot of people were, weren't they? Yeah. That was one of the first like reality sing. Before X Factor and stuff. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was the first. Pop Fame Academy was around as well. Fame Academy. Were they in Fame Academy? Again, could have been. Uh, was that Hearsay who came out of that? Maybe. Not, not okay. very up to date on my no, TV from the early noughties. I could probably pluck like a pub quiz answer out somewhere, like of a past winner. So where did Girls Now come from? Oh, I don't know. Was that Pop Star the Rivals? Yeah. Because they created two groups, a boys group and a girls group, and the boys group didn't. Oh no, that was X Factor then. No, that wasn't no. Girls Aloud. That was uh, bloody Little Mix. No, no, no. Girls Aloud came out of a, one of those programs. Are you sure? 100%. Because they all got like, made together. and then 
their name was like voted for by people. Oh, okay. We'll now have a brief break whilst we look at that. <laughs> we discuss like, past musical reality shows, which I know nothing of. Boom! You got it right. Pop stars, hyphen, the hyphen, rivals. colon, the rivals. That is, that is niche knowledge. I'm, um, I'm very impressed. And they... Sorry, this has got nothing to do with the episode we're just I'm, about to record. <laughs> right. The concept of the programme, hosted by Big Brother the and Davina McCall, who else? was to produce a boy band and a girl group which would be called Rivals and compete for the 2002 Christmas number one following the initial success of Hearsay winners of the original Pop Stars oh not Fame Academy what the fuck was Fame Academy no several thousand applicants attended auditions across the home being selected ten girls and ten boys were chosen finalists however two of these were disqualified before the live show started as one was found to be too old to participate what? That's just isn't it? <laughs> they only wanted the, the hip youngsters in, and there's a, um, a ringer. Yeah, and then it says um, another one was, was disqualified for refusing to sign the contract, claiming the pay for the group would be too low. And obviously, what happened to like everything else that then happened to Girls Aloud, and how much success they went on to have. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet she now. That's too low. Sorry, what job do, were they in before? Well, they must have been stockbroker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh God. One, one true voice. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, they were shocking. Yeah, Girls Aloud won by Mars with Sound of the Underground. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Actually, I'll pass it as a good song. Oh, it is a good song. <laughs> Solid. Would Girls Aloud be a guilty pleasure? Uh, I think probably. Yeah. Well, unless you want to just make it known that you really admire their music, it's up to you. But you can claim it's it. It probably didn't pleasure. have much to do with the music when I was going. Do you know we're actually on a good tangent here <laughs> because there was something which I made note of very recently, which I've forgotten about until now. Should we just do an episode of Pop Star or just <laughs> early naughty? Just reminiscing. <laughs> the other day, I was going through my very very old laptop, the one that we used to record this on. That used to give us palpitations. Yes the Fuji Fujitsu and I was trying to make it better so right. that it ran quicker because I've got a really old championship manager game which I can only play on there nice. and I want to yeah anywho and I came across all of the old songs that I used to have downloaded from LimeWire and all of those things oh nice in like massive numbers oh that's how many do you have like loads I've written down the highlights oh, and okay. the most embarrassing of the lot oh you came prepared you've got notes for this you've got notes for a tangent that you didn't know necessarily no you have to I feed forgot it. about it until you mentioned all of these bands mm. and I was like because you said is that a guilty pleasure right okay go on and now I'm thinking these are definitely guilty pleasures that I used to listen to probably on my own <laughs> and I had them all on an mp3 player at some stage I know what you mean though. sometimes you do just like years back have like a YouTube playlist of like it's only three or four songs but it's stuff that I definitely would never ever play it as I could definitely imagine but you have to find that for the next one then although you know you know, sometimes when you find stuff you're like that's so embarrassing I need to delete it yeah okay so I think the worst one yeah I was clearly a heartbroken teenager <laughs> <laughs> like, just based on these songs right forever forever dwelling on uh, past relations um the first one is I Hate This Part by the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't believe you've got the Pussycat Dolls now. <laughs> a really slow ballad. Oh, is, is it good? Uh, yeah. I liked it then. I don't even think it's a guilty pleasure. I actually do like that song. I listened to it again. I listened to all these as I was going through them. I thought I might as well. Cry Me A River by Justin Timberlake. That's fine. That's, that's a tune. Yeah. That's fine. Miss Independent Neo, probably the same. 
Yeah, okay. I could really relate. <laughs> <laughs> Three Oasis songs. This was probably the worst. This is a bit of a revelation. It is. Were you surprised <clears throat> when you came across them? Not in the slightest because of the fact that I am my age and they are their age. Right. So there was inevitably going to be some crossover when I was confused. Live Forever, Songbird and Wonderwall by Oasis. They're okay. the three. Heartbroken <clears throat> T2 featuring Jody. You may remember that one. Classic chavy banger. You play it out of your Nokia <laughs> as loud as you could tune. Sexy Can I by Ray J. Another... Uh, Justin Timberlake Love Stained Love in This Club by Usher She's Like a Star by Tayo, Tayo Cruz remember him? No uh, I recognise the name but I don't I wouldn't be I think he had like a few songs which were very popular and then right. just stopped Lots of Chris Brown A lot of I Chris Brown I think a lot of people like Chris Brown I'm yeah. still baffled that he has he has a music career but like, Is oh, he still going now? Oh yeah 100% For fuck's sake yeah, no. A lot of Rihanna Yeah I think Rihanna's fine And some Nelly Furtado which I mean, I think also fun. Promiscuous. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. And what's, there was another one which was actually quite decent. I'm Like a Bird was her classic, but I don't know if that was her, if that was a good one necessarily. Yeah, she did something with um, Timberland. Timberland. Yeah. Uh, four Minutes or something. No, that was Promiscuous. No, that was with Madonna. Promiscuous was definitely Timberland. I feel like she went from being like not very pretty I, I, to very pretty oh, I'm using the exactly pretty what, intentionally yeah <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh she's well fit oh, she's like a mum now oh god she's gone back yeah <laughs> she's returned <laughs> yeah promiscuous but yeah there you go I thought it would be <clears throat> fun to share a few little things that I found because I thought they were quite funny there's probably worse in there but I, I deleted them quickly <laughs> um, I've just found it's a playlist of five things okay three of them won't be a surprise they're in my good pleasures okay. there's three Sherlock songs in there oh wow <laughs> there's Jesse J with Domino I don't I, know I, I, reckon, I reckon these would be songs that I might play in overnight sessions at the library like 4am just to like give me a seventh wind or <laughs> just to like and then Pixie Lot all about tonight Again, don't know that no, one. No, neither do I. As in, I, 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 can't, even, I can't even visualise what they sound like. I could just imagine you. They're all the shallow ones, I, I, I know what they sound like. But. Yeah. Really specific phases of listening to music like that, though. I know what you mean. I had I had similar. It's fine, we all go through it. I never had LimeWire, so this is me just... Oh, my days. Foles doing a cover of Holla Bat Girl. Wow, I bet that's quite good. We're, Matt and I are just indulging ourselves. This might not you be going. don't be around that track. Wow, we have digressed. By the way, I've, I don't even know what number episode this is, but we are doing an Idol special. Upon release of Ultra Mono, very recently, because that was the most poignant thing, I think, that's happened musically for us since lockdown and since this whole thing. And there's not much else to talk about, or not enough. But ironically, we're doing an Idol special, and we have been our most idle ever in the game. 100%. It's, it's, been, a, it's been, a barren, been a barren period of... It has, and I think that sums it up what we were saying when we when we actually came around to discussing it. In mm. the, yeah, we, I mean, we could have talked about stuff, and <laughs> talked about anything music related, but the fact that we were halfway through the year and there wasn't really anything massively of note to talk about in terms of this year's music, although yeah, you probably could scrape I think the we, barrel. We covered quite a lot of it in the electronic episode yeah. as well. So. True. And I think at the start of the year we mentioned a couple of times things that had been released that we were excited about, which is fine. It's good. See. See. So, we're now here, and it's the Idol special. Or it's Idol special. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's the Idols is special. 
little idols is yeah like idols is as idols does what do you want to talk about first in relation to them well it's a good point to start we could review the album we've just listened to first oh it's like start at the end and then go back to the beginning yeah What's the, where's that from it's like or, a joke isn't it start at the end before going briefly back oh it's from um, Steve Coogan yes in Other Guys where he's like he's like tell us and he goes like oh well actually it'd be best if I start at the end before briefly returning to the start <laughs> and then periodically going back and forth <laughs> if you haven't watched Other Guys it's a really good film have you seen it? it is yeah, yeah. in for the bushes yeah. I know the start we've digressed one of my favourite parts of that film just quickly yeah. is Will Ferrell's reaction to the water every time he has the, the fantastic water that they have at this level. <laughs> oh, I was very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, I was very much looking forward to the water. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you ever wonder where your career would have gone if you hadn't, hadn't shut down Cheetah? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Fucking it. And Gator as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Get these bitches been wearing dice! <laughs> One of the most quotable films. Here we go. This album by Idols, I would say. Yeah. In the line with... Joy is as quotable, if not more quotable, than Joy in terms of. I feel that they're an angry band, I think. They're angry at the system, the mm. world, whilst also knowing what sides of it they love collectively and individually. But I feel like in this album, it's like they're growing more frustrated and they're hammering the point home a little bit more rather than they're going for the jugular. Smack. Yeah, I think that's been, that's been definitely something that's been mentioned in a couple of reviews that I've read a bit. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, sorry, this is, this is a slight tangent, but pitch, <laughs> Pitchfork, yeah. which we've had griped at before, and although, again, it's like that in between us quote, which is like, read the enemy every week, even though it's always wrong, yeah. I still read it every week. <laughs> but it's the same with Pitchfork, like, I disagree with it on so many things, and so many albums that I really, really love. Foles, they always seem to hate. They really don't like uh, Idols. Really? They gave this album shocks me. four. They gave it a four. A four. They gave Joy a five. A 5.6, I think. Pitch, please. Uh, yeah, so I 5.6 for Joy. And they gave Brutalism, I think, eight. What the fuck? Mm. Anyway, I digress. Um, but yes, so this album, I agree, has got more specific anger, I think, yeah, than, than Joy. In terms of their... So I was listening to a bit of Brutalism uh, before you arrived. And Brutalism is more like very general gripes and also very like personal a uh, brutalism is a very personal album because it's, it's surrounding um joe Tolbert's mother and his and her illness and stuff yeah whereas um, obviously they've moved through joy and onto ultra mono yes and ultra mono as with joy actually having said that joy is very like i feel is very specific to england yeah um i know they talk about yeah. model, model village for example on ultra mono but whereas there's obviously bits about like the black lives matter stuff in ultra mono yeah it's on grounds, isn't it? Yeah, which is a bit more... But yeah, they do go for like specific issues, so there's like sort of... I'd say this album is closer to Joy than Brutalism is to Joy. I agree. Like, I definitely see Joy and um, Ultra Mono as being sort of like sisters or like very, very closely linked. I think this is a bigger sound than Joy. Um, see, I, I was struggling with this. I think it's, a, it's definitely a more full sound. Mm. I, I think there's more going on and they've got a lot more notable rhythm in their guitar yeah I think there's more I think punk. it's more produced as well yes but I don't know I don't know about bigger maybe certain songs yes like I think War is huge and I think War is massive Mr Motivator is a hell of a tune I think War is my favourite opening to any of their albums yeah I agree I'd, Colossus also massive Colossus, I love Colossus because I love the drum 
rhythm right yeah. at the start the sort of yeah yeah and then as heel heel obviously on brutalism but yeah for me it was my yeah, favourite that, opening that, that bit the opening like Colossus got me built up to a point but I think War actually, Colossus, got there quicker yeah Colossus is a much more natural start actually I was listening to it in the car um, Ultra and it sort of looped back round. Obviously, some albums, even before you've even listened to them, you can tell which is the first song. But with this, you almost feel that actually you could. There isn't like a natural start. Okay. Yeah, as in because, like you said, it jump it pushes you straight in with War because like it almost feel with albums. Uh, for example, like Fold, always their first song is always like very like buildy up. Like, oh, yeah, on, definitely. Um, on Holy Fire, that whole first song is just almost like noise that just builds. Um, and the same with. Uh, part two of uh, Foles' album and I felt that Colossus on Joy did that as well like it was much more building I think they, they definitely write it in mind of being the one that they walk on to or they start and they get yeah. the crowd going with this it's yeah. definitely uh, an anthem introducing you to the rest of it but yeah it, I think it's my favourite track of theirs to, to open is what yeah, I'm definitely strongest start. I think the peaks of this album are very, very high as well. Mr. Motivator, which is spoken about Model Village as well. Model Village, I absolutely love. It's grown on me a lot. At first, I thought it was almost a bit too sort of like not cheesy. They go well with Slow Tie, don't they? Yes, it's a little bit like that, but I really, really like it. Very I know what you upbeat, mean yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, but also you. very like like statementy. Yeah, after listening to it many a time, it's become one of my more preferred tracks on the album. Yeah, really. It is definitely a grower, but yeah, I think that's probably why I struggled initially was that stylistically it's very different. Probably say the same for Mr. Motivator as well, but I just love the lyrics in Mr. Motivator. I think they're so they're just funny. You could do a sketch for each one of the albums. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. I swear, I, I imagined the Conor McGregor image so vividly. Like, I, I'm definitely going to do that. And uh, Delia Smith. <laughs> Donald Trump, though, probably the best. I can't remember the, the lady he refers to, but he says that she's got a bear claw and she's grabbing him by the pussy. <laughs> that would be quite an image. <laughs> I think just powerful. <laughs> but yeah, a couple of them sort of went by me a bit. Okay. Uh, like... At like anxiety, I thought it was very boring. Oh, okay. I did not enjoy that a great amount. I think uh, a hymn should have been the end of the record, actually. I agree with you there. Because, again, because one of my favourite idol songs is the one on Brutalism, um, right at the end, which I think is beautiful. Slow one. Yeah, really, really slow. Because actually, I think Joe Talbot has got a fantastic voice, mm. and sometimes when he's allowed to just like sing with it, I think he's got a really excellent voice. So I think... Um, a hymn is a really, really nice. You can hear his pain, can't you? It's like on again on Join when it's um, baby it's shoes for sale. Yeah, baby, yeah. It it definitely has a massive impact, I think. Yeah. When you do I, hear someone like him who is so angry, shouty yeah. a lot of the time, and like saying all these powerful things to then sort of break it down a bit. I feel this is definitely their least personal album, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think it obviously touches on things that they're very passionate about, as with anything. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of relating back to themselves, possibly not so much. Well, they've probably got to get to a point where there's, you know, less, you know, they've covered themselves to a certain extent. Yeah, that's true. You know, you can't just keep writing. And I imagine as well their lives have changed on a literal level from where they were when they first first wrote Brutalism. But yeah, Anxiety for me, I didn't enjoy. I I get what they're getting at. I think it's almost too obvious. uh, Too on topic. Yeah, and the same with... uh, Carcinogenic, I thought it was, it was relatively an, an obvious song to go for. Yeah. 
it's a strong word, it's a cool word. But yeah. it's sort of just random <laughs> jipes of things that they don't like. Yeah. And it's clever, like they've come up with some good observations on it, but I I didn't hugely like that song. But to be honest, the rest of it I thought was classic idols and they definitely have changed their sound enough from Joy for it to be sort of yeah, a bit more full sounding I'd say and I do like the use of other things they've they've put in, like especially on grounds that, that starting synth where yeah. it is so cool. Yes. Yeah. So they've definitely evolved in ways. Yes. Which I'm grateful for. Um, yeah, they're definitely, a, they're definitely a band that's just continued to move on. But what would be your overall summarising thought on that album? Early feedback. Early feedback. I think if you're currently a fan, you'll love it. Mm. I think there are three or four, possibly five very strong songs on there, which I've mentioned a few already. And also, it, it could be... Um, a good entry point for people who haven't listened also there's a few catchier tunes more conventional than their old yeah. stuff which possibly Model more Village you can see being chanted I think it's not quite as abrasive but equally it's it's a very direct album and it's very clear what they're talking about so I think they just want to get their point across as clearly as possible and as quickly as possible but I think I don't really want to score it at the moment no definitely not I'd, I'd say it's not my favourite of the three for no. sure not, not on initial value I don't know if it will ever be as good as the other two but I definitely like the direction they've taken and I don't think it yet moves me as much as Joy did or captures me as much as Brutism did I think that's perfectly put to summarise you've done it well hasn't grabbed me by the reins I'm not yet at war with it there are loads more by (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was very excited for it because it is a big big release this year yeah it is I think it's come at a really good time as well Oh, certainly, yeah, middle yeah. of the year. Things are starting to liven up a bit. Yeah. And people are getting a bit riled up. Good timing. I'm going to keep giving it a listen, and eventually I'll give it some form of score. I imagine it'll get scored in, or who knows, at the end of the year, when we do our much-anticipated albums of the year. Absolutely. I feel bad. I feel like I haven't really done... But we, the thing is, we've covered Idols in such depth in our previous episodes. We're going to mention... As much as Mr. Tom York himself. Yeah, I think he's up there. They're up there with him. And Foles, obviously. They're definitely something we, we idolise. I will ask you, though, because I've never asked you before, or I may have, but you may have changed your mind. Mm-hmm. Is Brutalism still your favourite album by Idols? I just really like that album. I think songs like Mother is still one of my favourite, if not favourite, Idols songs. Like because of their earlier stuff was much more like indie based, they've almost got some hangovers from that sound in there. So, um, like, well done is is just an, it's um, a fantastic and like, song. So, yeah, stuff like Divide and Conquer and Steenhale Syndrome, Steenhale Syndrome. Yeah, it's just fantastic. But yeah, so I I think still brutalism. Yeah, again, I think okay. just purely because it does have like ties to stuff before and I do think it's their most like, personal album and also yeah I suppose they're also talking about stuff that's very like, real whereas yeah I think obviously Joy and Ultra are much more like a bit broader in terms yeah, of it can be applied to yeah, different they've got, they've got wider scope than they for yeah. because they're spe- they know they're speaking to a bigger audience yeah you know something interesting which I've only just noticed all three of their albums are within 42 minutes length all of them yeah between 42 mm. and 43 oh isn't that mad? That's definitely... It, that's got to be intentional. 100%. I wonder why. 
There's no way we can find out now, but... Tweet them every single day. Yeah. I would like to know. I imagine it just happened by accident, the first two, and then the third, they're like, oh, we've got to make it under 43. Because interestingly, I'd say Ultra Monarch feels the quickest of all of the albums. I agree. The pacing is it's, different. It's rapid. It really is. It doesn't slow down, does it? It doesn't no. have like a like a breaking song. Well, I mean, a hymn definitely is slower. It is. It's got it's got twelve songs, doesn't it? Yeah, the two and got ten. Twelve songs on Ultra Mono. Twelve songs on Joy. Oh, okay. Amazingly. And then ten. Thirteen on Brutalism. That was well, that, that, insane. That, that doesn't make sense, no. but it does. Like I agree. I think it does feel the shortest, as in the quickest. That says something. I think it's a very... I, I said in a text to you, like, I think it's very like, frantic albums in there just like ploughing through stuff and they really feel like they're, they're on a mission. Throttling you. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that though. I like that about it. I think that's probably its greatest quality. Yeah. doesn't let you get up. And it's solid and I'm looking forward to listening to it more because I'm enjoying each song that I've heard more and more the more I listen to it, which is yeah. a good sign. Question that I don't think we've been asked. Okay. When was the first time you listened to Idols? Um, I remember it well. So... I was sat in a friend's living room in Oxford and Zoe was telling me about how she went to see him live, this unknown band to me at the time, Idols. And she's like, yeah, the lead singer and like guitarist, like one of them was in their pants just running around like fucking madmen. And we put it on YouTube on the, whoever had the laptop open downstairs. I think it was well done. Yeah, pretty much. Which is a banger to start yeah. with. Yeah. And so I, I didn't really listen to much aside from that, but that's the first time I listened to them entirely. And then... Obviously, yourself, Joe, and Zoe were, were fans, mm. so you kept mentioning it to me, and I was like, hey, I'll give it a listen, give it a listen. Listen to a bit of brutalism, and then Joy came out very close to the time yeah. I started listening, so I was like, alright, I'll listen to this. And I just I fell in love with it instantly, I was like, this is literally perfect. And I think, like we said, it was our album of the year, very important at that time, it gave some kind of, I don't know, it, was, it felt like a, a big movement in terms of like a shift in attitudes, and they were saying the right things. Yeah. People were listening. It's almost been a bit of a rebirth for this sounds very grand, but like for <laughs> like guitar music in this country. Like there's almost because of like what's it called? It's called landfill indie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Land, like <laughs> after there's like landfill indie, indie at the end of like 2010 and stuff. That's or, a great term to put it as. Yeah, I think. that's perfect. Um, um, and this, yeah, and then obviously there's been like an, uh, a wave of sort of post-punk stuff with obviously Fontaine's DC, Idols, Shame. Uh, yeah, and most of it is post-punk sort of stuff. Mm. And yeah, definitely feel that Idols were one of the first bands to really... Oh, for sure. I think they nailed it. They brought that back as like a reputable genre almost. Not yeah, them yes. alone, but, but everyone in that movement. Reputable is a good word, actually. But yeah, I, I think you're right there. So yeah, I, I came to that at a very good time, I would say. And especially when considering the wider context of the world. Yeah, I think so. Because it came out in like 2018, 17, 18, brutalism. Yeah, there's, um, there's certainly like a, a resonance with multiple people that I know as well. Yeah, exactly. And it got people talking, I think. It was very often not the case with modern music, I don't think. Not uh, not across so many people, obviously. Yeah, I think gone are the days of, of the protest album being a pro, like a protest album. I wouldn't say that these are, this is like protest music necessarily. No. Um, or as directly as it used to be back in like the 60s, 70s. Yes. But yeah, there's a certain level of clarity and I think sophistication to it as as protest music that you, you can just put it under that. Yeah, definitely. Which, yeah, it, it spoke to me on, on many levels. I appreciated it at the time and that, that just got me into them and I've been a huge fan since. I think they're quite infectious. 
yeah, they've got a lot of like anger, but also like mixed with optimism. And lots of like love for each other. 100%. I think, I think like, they're literally bros. Yeah, I think, and just the way they, yeah, everything they, they talk about is from the perspective of wanting to make things better. Absolutely. I love that. They're renegades of punk. That's such a good pun. <laughs> it is good. Uh, there's a song called Renegades of Funk by Rage yeah. Against the Machine. Yes. Another sim- I think I genuinely think they are like the modern Rage Against the Machine. Apart well, from were Rage Against the Machine like very were mainstream y? They were, yeah. But I think, again, it, it was like the trending music of that time. Right. Like, you look at other bands of that era, it's like System of Down. Uh, like heavier outlets like Tool were about as well yeah and that was the pop, that was popular music then whereas now yeah it's changing isn't it yeah. always it's amazing actually really how how that works but so they were popular but at a time when they, they should have been whereas I think idols have become popular sort of forced their way up yeah well I think because, especially when you consider the fact that Joy is their second act which for, I bet yeah, for a lot of people, a lot, of people that. a lot of people think it's their first yeah and that's why I think you are the reason why I probably now hold brutalism up there with joy. Yeah. Because you said just give it a listen. If you love that, you'll love this. And I've I've given it so much time in it. It is an incredible album. Yeah. I love it. I love it to pieces. And I keep going back to it. And I think it's Zoe's favourite as well, actually. Brutalism. Yeah, yeah. She loves it. I think. Yeah, I think. Well done. I think Mother is fucking awesome. I really like Date Night as well. I don't know why. That cracks me up a bit. <laughs> I just love that. Bit. Yeah. Don't <laughs> There's a great line in... Oh, we should have done favourite quotes, idols. I'm not very good at quotes on music, so I have quite limited... No, yeah. You've got got a really good memory for lyrics. But one of my... One of my favourite on uh, Ultra Mono is literally the first thing he says. He goes, Ka-ching! Sound of the song. So good. Which is so good. I really... I like the the noise he's managed to get. Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, like, clock chunk, that's the sound of a gun going bang, bang. Clack, clack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's really good. But my favourite uh, idols uh, lyric overall is on brutalism, and it's um, it's sort of the spoken in the background. It's like um, sexual violence doesn't start and end in range. It starts in our books and behind our school gates, where men are. Uh, so when women are scared, I know when men are scared, it's their pride that's at stake. Whereas women get scared, it's their lives that are at stake. I think it's on mother but that's probably all wrong but I like it well you remembered it well considering you said you didn't remember yeah. uh, lyrics I was just humming it <laughs> I think I think that's the thing it is, it is the how it's said it's so hard to say things in such an eloquent manner yes when you are angry about them or if you disagree with them I think it's it's a very easy to tap into your anger but they're, they're like I don't know is it Joe Talbot who does all the looks I assume he's he's the probably but he probably bounces stuff off because I imagine yeah there's quite a lot of like honesty I don't know whether yeah he might say something and yeah. his other band members might say that's a bit wanky I imagine um, Idols and I suppose Joe Talbot in this respect manages to capture both the anger and sort of the top line issues so I suppose like with also like the nuances of issues as well mm-hmm. like I think that line about um, sexual violence and stuff like he talks about the differences between like when women are scared and when you know yeah. it's much more like pride driven and their feelings being hurt because they've been rejected but yeah they're capturing the nuances of where you know sexual violence and misogyny and stuff like that and sexism actually originates from which from you know like media and stuff like that yeah but yeah and, and again like the stuff with um, on Joy uh, I think one of your favourite songs on it T- is it television? oh uh, yeah. yeah is it? 
I think so. I think I know which one you mean because I, I quoted the line. If you said that about yourself, I'd punch you. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! If some if someone talks to you the way you talk to you, I put their teeth through. Love yourself. Yeah. It's so good, and I wish I could say that to so many people that I know. And he said it, so I'm like, yeah. yes, listen to this man. He's <laughs> cooler than me. So it's what we've needed for a while. Someone to sort of just say, "Come on now, <laughs> calm down." <laughs> <laughs> They are quotable, but I can't think of any particular ones because yours is so poignant and so wonderful. <laughs> just like, now I'm just going to say one about the guy with big fat sausage hands. I like yeah. that one. Um. <laughs> but overall, I think it's fair to say they're worthy of an episode. I could Absolutely. talk about it for a while. And they've only made three albums, really. They have. Have you, ever, have you gone and listened to Meet and Welcome EP? I should have listened to this before oh. the episode. That, that, should, that should have been uh, mandatory reading. I uh, know, it should have. It was, They've but got I, I just didn't. On Meet EP, which they really annoyingly released, I think, last year, Record Store Day, mm. and they released Meet EP, and it's Meet EP is so good. They've got some absolute bangers. The Welcome EP came out in 2012. Okay. And it's very, like, heavy indie, uh, like indie rock. And then three years before, that was 2012. Yeah. Three years later... They did Meat, which is which is much more right. They've, they've changed direction. Okay. They've got a song called Queens, which is very very good. Then they've got a song called The Idols Chant, and it's so fucking great. It's such a tune. Like it's just you've you've definitely told me about it before. Yeah. But again, I should have listened. I'm a, I'm a bloody moron. Again, it's a bit it's a bit more like indie rocky, and like it'd be really out of place now. Yeah. It up. wouldn't fit with there. No, I don't think necessarily like Idols Chant necessarily would. Okay. Um, but it, again, I think I think it just fits very nicely with like well done. Okay. Well, welcome. You'll be like, yeah. Um, but meet EP. If you don't hear the music that you want. What? <laughs> Sorry. What? What? <laughs> 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 you don't hear the music that you want. That would be good. Uh, a good sample for a song, actually. Sorry, idols. We forgot about you for a moment. Then. Are you indulging ourselves? Meet. Meet. Yeah. Definitely going to It's four four tracks. It's uh, crack. Do you, here's one. Do you think people listening? who haven't heard sorry who have heard Idols as they are mm-hmm. they've listened to all the new stuff three, three albums would they enjoy the EP yes okay if you've stuck with Idols to have listened to all three of them definitely go and listen go, go and listen to Welcome because you'll be like fuck is this, I can't believe this is the same band yeah just for that that comparison yeah. um, but uh, Meat is just like oh this is, these are tunes okay nice um, because I really want Meat EP that's mm. the but they go for about 50 quid on eBay oh so fucking hell they're that rare yeah because they released on record store there it was only like 15 quid and people are now selling them on for oh my god some money so that's quite annoying but there you go okay so yes in a nutshell definitely meet and then if you're a real fan you want to hear something quite like, like strange because that's why I always say Joe Talbot's got a really good voice because of the two EPs that they did before okay which he does like indie rock singing actual melody yeah I think the fact that he can shout so much yeah, and maintain that like yeah. gravel yeah. is is impressive. There are a couple of um, a couple of bits on it's on the new album. I forget which song it is, but where his voice goes a bit like high when he's shouting, <laughs> and they've left it in. I, they must have been intentionally, but he says like a certain word, and it goes like Wah! like it's probably like it goes high, almost <laughs> like it cracks. But I did notice that, and I was like, actually, adds a bit more character because although he's maintaining that same tone, he he sort of has this like faded shout cry wild moment of yeah it's wild yeah, yeah wild's a good word but yeah love them it's a shame that they won't be at festivals this year as any other band yeah they'll play next year yeah 
Um, what do you think they'll do next, Matt? That could be a good question. What do I think they'll do next? I think they'll take a drastic turn in direction of sound. And do sort of like Nelly Furtado covers. I hope so. I'd love them to do like a live ra- live lounge of WAP. Is it WAP by Nicki Minaj? I don't know. You know the song that's been getting loads of things on? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. I know Nicki Minaj. I used to listen to her music as well. Yeah, I think you've mentioned them before. Yeah. I'd like to see them cover Billie Eilish. Okay. Oh yeah, I can imagine, uh, especially a bad girl. Cause, yeah, because actually that there's not well. many lyrics, so therefore they could do do something funky. And imagine the bass going... Yeah. That sounds quite cool. I would like that. Yeah. I reckon they, they could be... I mean, they've done a collaboration with The Streets recently, haven't they? But yeah, Joe Talbot has a little bit on there. I could mm. see them doing a few collaborations here and there. Yeah. They're at that stage now where people want to. Oh, 100%. But yeah, whether or not That'll, that'll be like a whole album I don't know but in terms of like their own music I think I think I hope they do something drastically different not because I'm bored of it but because I'd just like to hear what else they could do especially like you say with their tenacity in indie music before or mm. whatever they've done with that yeah I think when I first heard Browns with the bit of synth yeah I was like oh I wonder if this album's going to be much more synth based and actually like it is in parts but not nearly as much as it could be yeah so it'd be really interesting to see if they could do something more with heavier heavier on the synthesizer side yeah because that was a, a, a notably good part of this album yeah I think, exactly was that and um, I, I was equally as excited when I heard yeah. it is that what you hoped for or I think so I think like I think that would actually be because I, I agree with you in terms of if they do a fourth album like this you wonder especially I always Pitchfork think will have to give them a minus won't they oh, I will yeah fuckers I, Eight, five point six, four. <laughs> well, at least a two. But also, I always think a band can't just live off what their experiences were at the start, because then because they will become less and less true. Mm. So brutalism is very true about Joe Talbot, it's about like his mother and stuff. Yeah. Joy is obviously a snapshot of you know like uh, Brexit and obviously the Trump stuff and um, yeah, it's like that. Mist and uh, Ultra Mono is much more like about like climate change and uh, Black Lives Matter stuff but at some point they will almost like have to acknowledge the fact that they are now like more privileged than they were yeah. and therefore speaking about issues that no longer necessarily concern them um, as much like obviously like anxiety and stuff is indiscriminate Yeah, but like talking necessarily about like poverty and you know like mother for example is talking about his mother working lots of hours just to make ends meet and stuff yeah. whereas that's definitely that will become less and less um, true. So it'd be interesting to see if they can like yeah, yeah still relate. Yeah, because if yeah, if you've got way. yeah, I suppose my, my overriding point is if like a thirty five year old bloke shouting about how hard life is. It's like yeah, yeah. fine yeah. it is, but not for you. Yeah, no, you're it becomes right. less. It, it becomes be aware, an awareness. Yes, exactly. Sure. They seem grounded enough to be aware of that. Nice. Hopefully. Hey. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's you know they're no longer playing in pubs and you know having to get themselves to gigs and stuff. Good on them. Exciting times in my head, I feel. Ah, oh, that we're in them. I haven't even listened to it. <laughs> so, yeah. <lots> time. <laughs> Less than a week after the third release. Oh, I really look forward to the fourth. Oh, no. That's <laughs> it, isn't it? It's hard to speculate when you don't know the entirety. So. Record mess. We'll move on to that, I think. Unless, is there anything else you'd like to mention? I think we've covered it all. Covered it all. I agree. All bases. I think we did quite well. I agree. So. You know yours. Do you wanna do you wanna do do me first? Sure. It's uh, rounds by Forte. Ah, okay, yeah. Is this the one that starts with the dog heartbeat? Or is it is it? the dog heartbeat? I remember one. that specifically from the last episode because it's such a great 
reference. Such a good little piece of nugget of information. I'm mad excited about that. It's a good um. You'll like it. You like Forte. I think you found me out. I have found. Found There's a formula which is guaranteed (laughs) to get a a bloody Radiohead every week. It's electronic that I haven't heard, (laughs) followed by old school legendary album that I haven't heard. Yeah. So next week I should expect. You joke, but some (laughs) 90s hip hop again. Yeah. There you go. Okay. (laughs) What, what, What should I expect, knowing that I've listened mainly to his recent album the most? Sixteen Oceans. Yeah, and then I listened to a bit of his previous one. Um, as in his previous album. And I saw him live when he mainly did... New stuff. Sixteen Oceans and... The album prior. Album before that. Um, what should you expect? I have what you found out. More ambient and random stuff. Okay, that's great. Yeah. It's going to um, be great <laughs> But also with elements of just pure yumminess. Okay. Just, there are some, there's some tunes on that. Which, again, it's one of those things like, ah, oh, Forte does this. Okay. Um, and they're just... And I imagine he would have played them at, at Greenland. Yes. I think. Well, there will be some in there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sure. We, um, we can stay for the whole set there. I was fucking knackered. I felt like an actual old man at Greenland. <laughs> really? Yeah. When did he play? On the Sunday? It was very late. It's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> so oh, I know, but when, when did he play? Oh, uh, I think it was Saturday night. Okay. He was a head-head. Saturday night I always find the night most night. knackering. Yeah, because you've already had a few days... Of and lagging. what was yours? A three or four day festival? Four. Yeah, so you would have done Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. So Thursday, yeah, when you, like Friday, I presume you went over the top, you've overdone it. Yeah. And Saturday's always the big headliner. Exactly. And you always get all the good ones on Saturday, so you're running around, you're knackered. That's it. Yeah. It was exactly that. I wouldn't change a single second of it, however. Funny moment actually happened. Hmm. You know, at festivals, some people who are dealing substances to other people will have like a reference point, like a like a bright umbrella or something. Right, okay. So it was fucking chucking it down as whales, obviously, <laughs> oh. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zoe and I had this uh, this green golf umbrella. It was like huge, it was amazing. It genuinely saved us multiple times. We call it Dunny, because it was a Dunlop. So thank you, Dunny. Shut up. I was holding it up. This bloke walked over to me. I was just wearing my normal clothes, you know what I dress like. Like a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, Paris. <laughs> and he just looked at me. And he was like, "What, right, mate? He's like, so, uh, yeah, you got got something for me, mate?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I heard a guy with the green umbrella. He's doing, he's like dealing some stuff." And I was like, "No." I was like, "I'm just stood here. It's raining. I'm stood not under a shelter. I've got an umbrella. Really Plus sorry." Green mate. is very. It's not like if you had a. If you said, "Oh, I had a luminous yellow umbrella," I'm like, "Hey, yeah. you can see why the guy's got confused. It's very outlandish." Green and black, very, very plain. Exactly. Lots of green about it. It blended in, if anything. So yeah. Apparently, I look like a drug dealer at a festival. That's fine. I'm sure many people have that same issue sometimes. I went to football. I'm t- talking of getting pigeonholed. Yeah. Uh, when I went to football two weeks ago, I turned up in, I thought, fairly normal attire. But one of the blokes... And obviously, a lot of the people at football are younger. Yes. Yeah, and, and turn up in, which is fine, turn up in their football... Not gear, but like training wear. Like yeah. Like tracky robbers and stuff. And uh, one of them just went like, oh, you're going to a festival for this? I was like, oh, <laughs> no, but it's sort of a compliment. I don't feel, I don't feel overly insulted by it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Like, you dress up for a festival, looking nice. Well, obviously, it just, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was definitely was meant as an insult. Yes, sure. exactly, yeah, misplaced. <laughs> Perhaps the bloke meant it as a, as a compliment about you being a drug dealer. Perhaps that's a... <laughs> yeah, he might have said, I hope to be, one day be like you and in your position, sir. He could have been my apprentice if I was a drug dealer. I'd yeah. take him under my wing, 
starting mm. a great story, but no. So what, what did, how did you take the, the dismissal? It was, I think he just laughed, I just laughed as yeah. I was saying it. I was like, it's funny that you thought it was. And he was like, yeah. So, Could right. have been a policeman. Maybe. I was I was carrying a lot of beers, which you weren't supposed to be, in my bag. Oh, okay. We brought like this huge like Berghouse rucksack, <laughs> and because we just had a load of like cheap, warm Audi beer in there, mm. so good. But you weren't supposed to take it in, so we just we lugged like probably ten in there each day. Just it's mad that everyone is not going to take one in, but everyone takes them in. So therefore, you just like yeah. What point do you very... police that? It's it's like the whole shit with. Uh, masks at the moment isn't it it's mm. like you can't police it don't try to but yeah. obviously everyone try and wear them Yeah, it, it's a losing battle because as soon as you kick someone out they'll be like well look at that guy and then yeah. like right fucking come on then and then you <laughs> have, don't have a festival yeah. so. brilliant right I've bought myself enough time <laughs> yeah it was a good it was a good tangent I never spoke about uh, Green Man actually really in depth but did the Green Man festival well, episode? did the F festival episode didn't we I think that was before before we went we talked about yeah festival hype I think it was oh, fucking hell right this is going to be tricky you know because I'm stuck now because I'm overthinking because I've been overthinking this whole time and I'm not I'm not giving you I'm not giving you what you need at this time I found it I've got the perfect one it's not perfect in that I don't expect fireworks <laughs> in terms of your review I simply just expect that it's a pleasant one and That's it's it. one that I have been meaning to recommend to you for a while I got distracted by the likes of Ghost Poet, Rye, which was stupid, stupid me, and Damon Albarn. Alban, Alban, Alban. Alban. This is an album by, initially, a bloke called Ebo Taylor, who is a very, very old and famous Ghanaian musician. Ooh. Uh, very reputable. Yeah. And it's with a band called The Pelicans. I don't know if it's like Bob Marley and the Whalers where they've collaborated many times. Okay. But it's Ebo Taylor and the Pelicans and that's the album. It's called Ebo Taylor and the Pelicans. And I listened to this in the summer. It has like such a a nice feel to it. The rhythm is a bit like reggae. The instruments used are just, they work so beautifully well together and then the vocals are magnificent. How do you spell it? And it's just a very nice, nice album. Uh, Ebo, E-B-O, and then Taylor, just normal Taylor, I assume, with oh, a Y. Yeah. Oh, the album's called Ebo, Taylor. And the Pelicans. So Pelicans no, with I was a looking K. at the Pelicans. There's loads of bands called the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. Ebo, Taylor. And so, yeah, this is one that I listened to in the summer. It has, like... 2017, so it's quite right, recently. Yeah, but I, it's definitely an old album. Oh, okay. I think it's been remastered or re-released. Because I looked into the history of it, and I think it was in the 70s when it was actually released, and they've just rebooted it for the sake of Spotify. Right. I thoroughly enjoy it, and there's a certain atmosphere or a vibe. I don't like using the word vibe, but there's a vibe which it creates, which I think is just very honest and lovely. But it's it's a it's a big mix of genres, and you pick out what you will from it. And I look forward to hearing back. Store it in your pelican gullet, and then release it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Regurgitate it. At the start of the next episode, Alex will just be sick on me, and then he'll give a review. <laughs> or you'll give a review of my sick. I could do. Could be niche. Really? <laughs> Not sure many podcasts do no. that. Is that quite ASMR? ASMR? Yeah. Well, it, it's again, it's like the dark web of ASMR. I think where yeah. we're in being sick on Twitter. There's going to be a few disgusted people and very few turned on people. I hope. I suppose that is the definition of niche. It is. 
Right, we've done it. We've done. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. All is love. Love is all. Is love all? There are so many sentences you can make out of those three words. Is love all? Well, that's how many? Because it's three, three times three. So it's three cubed, isn't it? Nine. So nine. So what are they? Love is all, which you said first. Love is all. His love all. Yeah. Cynical approach. Yeah. Love is all. Very confident approach. Yeah. Is all love? That's a confused person who doesn't really know what's going is, on. Is love all? Ooh. All love is. Of course. It's the start of a poem, I feel. <laughs> Got four more. Nah, surely there's less because of crossover. It's like football fixtures. Is all love? No. Is love is all? You said that. All love is. All is love. Love is all. Love all is. Love all is. Is all love is love all? Yeah, we've covered them all. Which one's going to be our closing line? I all like is your love. Sure. All is love. All is love. Orcs out love. Love is orcs you need. This is the bit of the cast where we finish Inevitably it was going to diminish Chatting about now for an hour roundabout If you don't know the name right now it's Ox Out